Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Three Amigos podcast. Just two amigos here today, Chris and Anthony. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Happy, not so happy Monday, depending on how you're feeling today. <laughs> happy Monday. And we are here with a bit of a, I guess, a breaking news episode of the Three Amigos podcast because PlayStation just announced uh, some of the games coming to their version of game pass basically is what it is they're calling it playstation extra then playstation premium uh but we'll just call it playstation game pass that's just (laughs) such a good name oh play pass Uh, (laughs) yeah i guess that's an option i look game pass is just it's it's a great name it's great service but sony is going to try their best to uh copy it just a little bit and today they announced some of the games coming to the service, which launches uh, in America, not for another few weeks, but it does come out in Japan uh, in two weeks, I believe. So they'll get to test it out first. And yeah, Anthony, you have a PlayStation 4 Pro. Do you still have PlayStation Plus? <laughs> no. Okay. So yeah, well, you know, Anthony is here, I guess, just as uh, moral support. Uh, when was the last time you played a PlayStation game? Just out of curiosity. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I played Spider-Man. All right, two weeks ago. That's great. <laughs> when was the last time you played Xbox? I'm playing it now. <laughs> ah, yeah. Okay. Why are you here again? Just curious. Just asking for the fans. Because I, you know, I own a PlayStation and I, I need a reason to go back. Well, number one, I don't have a PS5, so like, I don't really want to pay play my PS4 Pro anymore. There's nothing new on there for me to play, so like, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to be part of the part of the discussion. And hey, you can compare it with what experiences you might have with this compared to my experience with Game Pass. Yes. So I had a, a lot of stuff I wanted to get to here, um, but one of the first impressions I had from this list of games, which we should mention, and we're not going to go over every single game because there's a lot of them here uh there are a few that stand out but uh this is not everything they are holding a few games back that i assume they'll probably announce in the next couple weeks just to kind of hype uh subscriptions um so you know don't be surprised if certain larger games that have not been announced yet suddenly pop up uh, as part of this subscription service Uh, my immediate impression is that this is way better than I was expecting it to be. I had kind of low like expectations. I wasn't really planning on signing up right away. I mean, I have my regular PlayStation Plus, I think, for like another year. So I was just going to kind of rock with that for a bit. Um, but after seeing this list, uh, and especially uh, PlayStation bringing in uh, Ubisoft Plus, which I one forgot existed in the first place uh but it's actually going to be pretty cool because i think uh, ubisoft is a terrible publisher but has a lot of really talented developers under them it's going to be cool to see some of those games uh so yeah from the perspective of a playstation 5 owner slash somebody who has been on the other side of the fence i have been the spongebob squidward in his house meme while spongebob and patrick run around outside having fun playing game pass (laughs) that's been playstation owners this whole time and like 
as a PlayStation owner, I have always thought Game Pass was such a phenomenal idea, such a phenomenal service, uh, fully behind it. I think it's probably the direction that a lot of this is going. And for years, we have been wondering, why don't other companies just copy this? Like, aside from the greed factor of like not making the sales on like physical and uh, full price games when they come out, like just copy the subscription. So it's coming. Sony is uh, basically going to try to copy it. And as a PlayStation owner, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I want to start with the, I guess, negative, uh, because I do think this is not without, uh, you know, maybe some potential hiccups here. Uh, the main one is that if you've owned a PlayStation for, I don't know, maybe the last few years, at least right now, there's not that much on here that you have not played or have not had the chance to play. Um, a lot of the games listed have either been given away through the regular PlayStation Plus monthly games, or they've been on PlayStation Now, which again, I think is another service people just forgot existed. PlayStation's basically had like a Game Pass type thing for a while. They're just really bad at marketing it. Um, so a lot of these launch games are them combining the two services. So the PS5 uh, collection that they have on there and PlayStation Now. Uh, that being said, unless you don't have a life and literally all you do all day is play video games, there are still things on here that you probably have not gotten a chance to play yet. Probably pretty big games as well. Um, one of the ones that sticks out immediately is Demon Souls PlayStation 5. That's pretty exciting. I was pretty excited to see what PlayStation 5 exclusives would land on this list. So uh, that's really good to see. There are uh, the infamous game, uh, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, which is pretty exciting. Uh, both Marvel Spider-Man games, Last of Us Remastered, Last of Us Remastered DLC. The, all of the Uncharted games are coming to this. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Batman Arkham Knight, uh, Dead Cells, Far Cry 3 and 4, Hollow Knight, Mortal Kombat 11. I was kind of surprised to see that on here, the PS4 and PS5 versions. Uh, Naruto Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, NBA 2K22, Red Dead 2. That's pretty big. Uh, South Park, Fractured Butthole, The Crew <laughs> 2, which I was literally about to buy. And then uh, it's going to be coming here for free. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Same with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I was on the fence about buying it. But now that it's going to be free, uh, that's pretty exciting. Now, I wanted to... Uh, ask you from a game pass owner uh so you'd have to you'd have to kind of think back a few years because if you're going to compare this to the current version of game pass that is an unfair comparison you need to be compared people are going to compare if we're going to stoke the fanboy the wars stoke the flames of the fanboy wars they've got to compare the launch lineup here to game pass from a few years ago so Anthony, as a, as a Game Pass owner, uh, what is it that makes it so special to you? Um, so I think, the, honestly, I don't really have a, the only reason why I have it, the, the reason why I think I have it is because for what you pay for, you get the online included. I think if you, I think they still have online separate for like $10. So for $5 mm -hmm. more, you get the Game Pass components of it. 
And when it comes to the games on Game Pass, I don't even know what's on there that I'm currently playing. Like, I played Guardians of the Galaxy because I was on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 11, I believe I paid for it, even though it's now on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the benefits of it is you don't want to buy a game that um, doesn't, you know, meet your expectations and then you lose money. But the problem with that is you may not have that situation happen all the time. It's, you know, any new release that comes out on Game Pass is typically exclusives. And I think that it's cool that these companies are putting their first part, their exclusives on for day one on these subscription services. Mm -hmm. But if these companies don't have enough exclusives, then there's not much being put in terms of the exclusives on the Game Pass or the PlayStation 1. like for me, playing Forza Day One without buying it was great. Um, even though I deleted yeah. it, I got yeah. bored of it. Um, playing Halo, um, for me, Game Pass was able to allow me to play Halo one through five, try to get through them, and then play Infinite. Uh, even though I'm honestly not really a fan of the franchise, even to this day. Mm. Um, the really benefit only for me is that I can try some games, and um, if I like it, cool. If not, you know, it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. Yeah, I was um, I was thinking about this. I was looking at the list of games, uh, and I think, you know, I got to be honest, I was pretty skeptical of like, you know, I, I kind of thought uh, PlayStation was going to fumble this entire thing. And so far, based on the list, aside from the fact that I have played or own most of the games on there, Uh, I haven't played or I don't own all of them. So there is still going to be some value um, even to people who have either had a PS5 for a while now, you know, been lucky enough to get one uh, or who have just been in the PlayStation ecosystem for a bit. One of the things that I had been thinking about as I was reading through the list of games so far, and we should say that there's going to be I believe about a combined 400 PS4 and PS5 games, not all at launch. Those are just, you know, coming out over the next several months. Every month they uh, give uh, two new games. And then for those in the premium tier, uh, it's going to be every two weeks, there'll be an extra game added in there, which is going to be interesting. I did see a lot of games that are on Game Pass also going to PlayStation's version of Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, like you just mentioned, that's a pretty big differentiating factor, at least for the next couple of years, until Microsoft figures out all all these new studios they acquired, is there is a massive gap between the two companies on exclusive games. Um, For example, Xbox doesn't have a single exclusive game coming out for the rest of the year, which is insane because it's May. That is just an insane thing. We had to say the same thing last year when they canceled Halo. They launched a new system with no exclusive games. Kind of crazy. PlayStation doesn't have that problem. They have a lot of exclusive games. The problem they have is that they don't want to give them away for free because their exclusive games are usually big, expensive, Hollywood blockbuster type, like games that take five years to make. And they've talked about how if they put them up on a subscription service, and this might change because Xbox didn't didn't always used to do this either. But if they put them up on a subscription service, they won't make enough of the money back. They won't be able to invest as much into future projects. 
that being said, Ghost of Tsushima director's cut didn't even come out a year ago. Uh, so it's pretty surprising. I mean, kind of this, I feel kind of the same way about like Ratchet and Clank and Returnal. Like I wasn't expecting those games to pop up. Like I kind of thought, you know, whatever the most recent little big planet, like Sackboy right. game that's like always on sale for 30 bucks. I was like, yeah, that'll probably show up. Or like some of these like lower end PS5 games. So to see those at launch is interesting. What I wanted to ask you, because whenever something like this comes up, I don't really care too much about the launch stuff because that kind of is what it is. Like it'll change over the next three months. This service will look completely different than it does right now. Is the future that this is going to bring about between these two companies? Because in the past, Sony has kind of shifted some of their game plans to time exclusivity. So in the case of a game like Final Fantasy VII, which was supposed to be a timed exclusive for two years, that game is like three or four years old now, still not on Xbox, still not on Game Pass. If you own an Xbox, you can't play it, which sucks because it's a fun game. Um, I wanted to ask, what do you think about, is this going what's the impact on game pass potentially going to be here because it's not crazy to think that these two companies might start trying to outspend each other and all of a sudden things inadvertently or like accidentally become exclusive where it's like xbox spent extra money to bring you know game x onto game pass which means they didn't have enough money to outbid playstation to put this game on on their game pass uh copycat what do you see happening between these two companies now that they're each going to have pretty good value subscription services so the first thing you mentioned the playstation one is going to have different tiers that you can pay for yeah three tiers the first tier is for like current subscribers nothing's going to change two free games a month all that second tier 400 ps4 ps5 games in addition to you know the usual free ones uh and then the third tier which i guess is worth mentioning even though they haven't gone too deep into it now um is that's going to have p ps2 3 psp ps4 and ps5 games the ps3 games will be streaming which is super lame uh, and the other ones, I think also PlayStation 1, I can't, don't quote me on that. Those will be, you'll be able to play them. Uh, they'll also be enhanced, which is kind of cool. Um, so it's not like you'll be playing the build that was made 30 years ago. Uh, they're going to be able to like update the graphics to 1080 and all that. Uh, but yeah, they have three tiers. So here's my problem with that. I'm going to start with that one, right? Game Pass is one price, unless you pay like by three months. And you get um next gen games and xbox one games right mm -hmm. now it is unfortunate that with game pass as far as i can see there's there i think there's some 360 games but there's no like regular xbox games and there's not many 360 games right mm -hmm. but you're not at least you're not paying an extra price for another feature or two right um with all these old games being available you know nintendo has the nes the super nintendo available thing 
do, do people really want to play these old games again? Some of them maybe, but all of them probably not. But the fact that Sony wants to charge you different tiers to make more money out of you, it's kind of crappy, especially if they don't let you. I don't think I'm assuming they're, letting, they're gonna let you download the games on your console because I know play, PS Now you couldn't download it, it was streaming only. No, PlayStation Now uh, had some games that you could download, some games that were streaming only. Okay, I know when it first came out, it was streaming only everything. Yes, okay. Um, now with these, uh, because you mentioned the Ubisoft. Was it what's it called Ubisoft something? Ubisoft Plus, which I forgot existed. I yeah, think I didn't know it existed at all until recently. Someone yeah. sent me a comment on my video. He said, Oh, Ubisoft Plus is probably coming to Game Pass. I think it was a video showing that I bought like some some um Ubisoft games. Yeah. Like three of them. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what that is, but it's coming to Game Pass, whatever. I, I bought um Valhalla for 20. I bought what was it? Watch Dogs like 15, so whatever. But mm-hmm. if these consoles are going forward with this subscription thing, then number one, they need to stop with the digital version and physical version consoles, just one console. And number two, they need to start shipping consoles with more hard drive storage inside because you can't do a lot with a terabyte nowadays. Um, and I, I think what they need to do, because I, have I, have I still have the S and I have the X, and I even had someone say to me, why are you going to keep both? You have, Or why are you getting the X when you have an S? Um, you know, I made a video about that. I'm not going to get too much detail. But my S currently has a couple of co-op games that I can take with me and play with my brother or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think going forward in, in the next console generation, PS6 and Xbox, random name that we argued yeah, over know, just use numbers Xbox. it's just going to it, they, they're going to need to have um number one uh more hard drive space and just say no more physical games you know which that is going to put um games up out of business completely and that is going to have a heavy impact on other retailers like best buy and walmart who do sell these games um so I, I don't know where they're planning to go in the future of this with like, oh, we want to acquire um, Rockstar now on one side. Okay, you want Rockstar, we're going to go take over, um, I don't know what the companies that are major. Um, Square Enix. Square Enix, yeah. They're still, still out there. Enix. Warner Brothers is still out um, there. I yeah. think, and I think the problem here is like, um some people like physical games like they, they feel like they have so someone asked me he goes why do i rather buy physical games over purchasing a digital game for like full price mm-hmm. and i said if i buy a digital game for like 60 dollars, i don't feel like i'm getting some type of um uh, i don't know if it's like a value or a sentimental value like i like to have mm-hmm. something physical to, to show what i spent my money on if i buy final cut pro for 300 dollars for it's a software it's like I spent $300 on something digital. Like I can't even like, you know, display it somewhere or, you know, like touch it or whatever. Like, yeah. It's not tangible. It's <laughs> yeah. not tangible. So I don't want to pay. Like um, I don't want all my games to be digital only, but we are facing a lazy um, generation where people just want to change from one game to the other. They don't want to get up and change this. Um, 
that whole I quick resume feature is literally built in for that exact yeah. purpose. Yeah, like, like I sit next to my console. I sit next to my console. I don't want to get up to change the disc. <laughs> but like, they have quick resume. Um, you know, they're gonna download it to the to the hard drive or SSD, whatever you want to call it. I I just hope that we don't. See, I mean, we're gonna see more of these like Microsoft acquired this company now, like they, they acquired Bethesda and Activision mm. Blizzard. Um, Sony's gonna it's probably gonna acquire Square Enix and may, yo if Sony acquires Ubisoft, holy shit, that's gonna be a big acquisition right there. That'd because... be the best thing to ever happened to Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, that like oh man, that company just needs like a smarter. They need smarter people in and also like like Ubisoft's also a shitty company with a bunch of sexual harassment yeah. things, but they also just need like smarter people running the company because the devs usually come up with pretty interesting ideas and then ubisoft turns around and they're like no more assassin's creed no more watchdogs like what the yeah. fuck else do you guys even have because like uh, I'm, I'm playing watchdogs legion just now and i have it on yeah you know series x and i'm driving and there's a row of bushes that's popping in as i'm passing by and i was like what the fuck this is next gen and i'm still got yeah. bushes popping in like you know, um, I wanted to bring this up, too, because I was thinking about this um, a little bit earlier before we got on, um, just in the same sense of like, well, if both companies now have subscription services, um, and I think like the the mid tier of the PlayStation one is the same price as Game Pass. So I think the reason Sony's going three dollars above for the next tier for like all the old games they just think that they're better than Microsoft. I don't know how else to phrase it. Like, they're just like, we're better. So we can charge more and you can't. I think like, it's just like a weird flex move. I don't really have any interest. However, that's not the only, the retro games are not the only feature of that higher tier. Um, they're also going to be launching like three hour game trials in which you can try any new game. Uh, I think they're launching with like a few of them. And then they're, again, they're going to like be adding stuff. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, if you're ever not certain about a game, getting to play it for three hours is like, right. it's going to give you a time. pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that came to my mind was like, I think sometimes it's good to remember that like the, we don't reflect our, our feelings don't reflect the entire industry, like the way the industry works. And like when, you know, if, if like, we're looking at this from the perspective of like, it's not really a big deal to be able to pay for these things. Like we can afford to pay for a new PlayStation subscription, or you can afford to buy game pass every few months or whatever. Um, it is interesting that Sony is doing a monthly option with this. Whereas Microsoft, I think forces you to buy like three, you can't buy a, a full year of game pass, but Sony's going to be offering monthly and yearly. Um, but I was thinking about like, if you're a kid, like if you're younger and you just like either don't have a bank account yet, it's like you can't really be signing up for subscription services. Um, I think there's probably still value in physical games. And like some people don't like there are people who they play video games, but they mainly only play like the same couple of games. And so like they maybe they don't want to pay. 15 to 20 dollars a month for a subscription if they could just go buy the game physically and own it for right. 60 70 bucks and then if you're gonna buy one or two games a year like i think 
whenever these companies are looking at these things, it's like you want to appeal to the hardcore fan base, like the people who literally get home from work and immediately start playing games or like, you know, oh, it's Saturday. I want to make sure I get to play this game, this game, like treat video games the way people treat like movies, TV shows, that kind of stuff. Um, but there's also the casual audience, which makes up a far greater percentage of the actual customers. And like a lot of the casual audience, they're not buying games on day one. They are probably buying maybe three to four video games a year, like, you know, big video games, not just like, you know, combing through the store for sales and whatnot. So, you know, you don't, I don't know how you get those people uh, to sign up for this, but I think those people are also the reason why there will always be a market for the physical game because it, it's just, I mean, and, and, you know, not to get into like too much, but some people live in areas with really terrible internet. So you, you literally can't buy a game and then you're going to wait three weeks for it to download. Right. Not ideal when you could just go out to a, like the mall and like pick up a physical copy and play it immediately. Um, so I have a couple of points there. Um, yeah. Number one, I didn't realize the extra tier was only $3 more. So it's not a bad, that's not a bad it's, gap. The, I think regular PlayStation Plus is like $10 a month or so. Like, yeah, it's like 10 a month. And then if you do yearly, it's like 60 bucks for the year. Uh, but it's going to be 10 for the basic tier, 15 for the extra tier, and 18, 17 or 18 for the premium tier. So. I'd say with, with that, um, it's one of those, if you want it, another $3 won't kill you. I think Game Pass needs to start doing a yearly option and make it a deal. Because if you bought a three-month option, it's like $45. So you're not even saving money. It's the same shit as just buying it. I mean, you may be saving on tax about it. Yeah, um, maybe. When you it get comes a decent to... Black Friday deals when they were like 25 bucks for three yeah. months of Game Pass. That's crazy. When, you, when it comes to those gamers who only buy like one game, like my dad only plays MLB The Show. Mm-hmm. And he was, I think he was considering buying my Series S off of me, but he was like, you know, he only plays that. So why would he buy the Series S just to buy a digital copy of MLB? And then, right. Because what he used to do, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's doing, he can do it anymore. But back when we were in New York, he had a GameStop that he would go to in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. and every year he'll buy the show and he'll buy um uh like the insurance mm-hmm. and every year when the new one comes back all he has to do is give them the game and the insurance information <laughs> and he'll just pay a new insurance and get a brand new uh, next game and he he wanted me to before we left or whatever moved up down here mm-hmm. he wanted me to call other game stops to see if they would do it and i kept telling him dude that's not a store policy like i yeah. don't like, and they told me, yeah, that, that guy did that favor for you when he wasn't supposed to. So he's not going to buy a digital console for, you know, he's not going to pay the subscription thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final thought I want to make about that whole thing about, you know, going forward with these companies buying these different developers and putting games on it. As you mentioned, some games that are, that are on Game Pass is on going to be on this PlayStation thing. I think any multiplayer game coming out going forward needs to have crossplay. they all need to have it yeah um it's crazy know, that that's not like a more standard thing you know grand theft auto would be great to have cross play and as far as i know it doesn't have cross play um yeah. 
I'm not going to try Riders Republic against you anytime soon because I'm garbage. At, like, I, I can't even land a backflip in that game. <laughs> so bad. Uh, the worst for me is snowboarding. I, I can't figure out snowboarding. Oh, that's where I'm the best, man. Yeah, you don't, you don't want this. You don't, you don't, want, you don't want this. <laughs> so I want to see more crossplay, but also more options for crossplay. We have a, Frankie has a friend in college who used to play Call of Duty with us, but he had PlayStation, we all had Xbox. Mm-hmm. And we had to do in-game chat, and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And if not in-game chat, they want to use Discord, which is also a disaster. Discord yeah. sucks. People need to stop pushing it on me. It sucks. <laughs> like, there needs to be a way to do a better chat session. Um, so I want to see these um, games have the cross-play. So we can, mm. you know, if you have a... Like, you, you, ever, you play on PlayStation, I play on Xbox currently, because I can't, I can't get a PS5, but... You know, we can play a game together or something. Yeah, um, I think one of the things that makes this a more glaring issue is that some games do it and some games don't. Yeah. Like if this was a develop, like if this was a like dev thing from like Sony and Microsoft that was like, yeah, we just can't figure out how to make it work with the with the other side. But it's like Riders Republic will have crossplay, WWE 2K won't have crossplay, MLB the Show will have like. It, it, there's an inconsistency of like, okay, so it's possible, but then at the same time why aren't these other companies doing it there's a really shitty like call of duty clone out there i forgot what it's called but it's on switch and it has crossplay to like pc and some other consoles and i'm like this piece of shit call of duty clone has it and (laughs) other games can't do it like uh, rocks the, the fact that rockstar has not done that asking rockstar to do anything that involves them like fucking getting out of bed is just like no no. Um, um, I'm looking at my game pass. I think Rocket League has crossplay as well. Yeah. Um, Dude, you know, there's so much inconsistency with these companies. Yeah. Mortal Kombat should have it. Injustice, right. Street Fighter. I mean, assuming Street Fighter goes on more than one platform next time. But yeah. <laughs> um, one of the last things I wanted to get to here, because these two services in a, in like a few weeks, I believe the uh, North American version of this new PlayStation subscription is going to launch on June 13th. So about a month away, give or take. Uh, and once that happens, get ready to hear nonstop comparisons. Oh, Game Pass has this. Oh, PlayStation Extra has that. I think <laughs> this is one of the most exciting things to happen to gaming because it's going to create competition. For a really long time, Microsoft has dominated the video game subscription service part of gaming. Now, they not only have a competitor, but their competitor is their biggest competitor. And so every time a new game is announced, every time one of these companies holds a showcase, I think the winner here are gamers, are the fans, because we're going to, like Microsoft is going to have to up Game Pass now. And that's going to make Sony want to up PlayStation Premium. That's going to make Microsoft want to up, like the people that win here are the customers because competition is good. It brings out the best in these companies. And part of me wonders if they understand like how competitive this is about to get. Um, Because this is not two random companies attempt. This is not fucking CNN Plus and Peacock like attempting to, <laughs> to launch streaming services. These are the two biggest video game companies in the world that are both about to have kick-ass subscription services. Basically I'm Congress excited to Godzilla. see. Yeah, like I'm excited to see the competition this brings out and how each company is like 
forced or like, you know, really tries to one up each other because Sony tries to one up Microsoft with exclusives. Microsoft usually turns around and says, well, that's great. But like when we have exclusives, they're free on Game Pass. Yeah. Not that that happens very often right now, but like, I think it's going to bring out the best in both companies. So from that perspective, um, I'm excited. I will say one small thing is that prior to seeing this list, I was really close to getting an Xbox just for Game Pass. And like, I wonder how much of this was to prevent people like me from doing something like that because I didn't have an option on PlayStation. Like PlayStation Now, kind of lame. Like PlayStation Plus, two free games. Okay, they're usually not that good. But now I'm looking at a list that like, it's a lot of stuff that Game Pass had that I'm like, oh, I want to try that. I want to try that. It's a lot of stuff PlayStation has that I just didn't want to pay for. And I, this kind of definitely is going to slow down my interest in getting an Xbox until there really is something big like Starfield, like the next Fable game or Forza or whatever that comes to Xbox only. Um, so uh, that's going to be interesting, but I think the competition is good. And uh, any closing thoughts on your end, buddy? Yeah, so I think what's going to what's gonna need to happen is Sony needs to put the, their exclusives on the subscription and that way they could say, well, you know, we have our um, first, our, our exclusives on day one and we do it more often than Microsoft. Microsoft response is, well, we were the top selling console out of your console this past year because we sold more consoles because we released more consoles. So therefore, we have more people who bought our console than you did. We now need to make more exclusives so they can play it. So that's kind of like the tug of war right there. Yeah. Um, and I think if Sony really wants to go on the deep end with this, they need to find a way to get more consoles out there because I'm ready to grab yeah. one and then, well, sort of. And they need to start getting these consoles out because you got God of War possibly not so much releasing this year. Allegedly. Yeah, so it's like, get these consoles out so people can play you, you i don't know if this description will is it on ps4 and ps5 yeah yeah so i'm wondering how many people are going to actually use it on ps4 because they're like well i want this on ps5 i don't have ps5 whereas xbox says hey you can use it on s and x and one and pc and yeah so. it's going to be interesting i think you know things will pick up a little bit more on launch i'm excited to see what else you know sony's holding back a couple of bangers to announce on like launch night or something or maybe they announce one for japan then they announce one for america when it launches here so i wouldn't be surprised but yeah that's gonna wrap it up uh for our little bonus emergency podcast episode about playstation's attempts to kill game pass uh as the fanboy wars uh, rage on across the galaxy and also, unrelated, but if you haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy, fucking play that game. It is so good. It's on Game Pass. It's like dirt cheap. It's like 20 bucks on fucking PlayStation or just wait till it launches the, the subscription. Play the game. I played it. Anthony played it. We both think it's awesome. Please play that game. Completely unrelated to this discussion. But yeah, it's pretty play much it. all we got for you guys. All right. We'll Thanks for tuning in. Oh, no. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Uh, we will. We're going to catch you guys on the next one. Um, be sure to check out our other podcast episodes, both on YouTube yeah. and Anchor and I guess Spotify as well, right? And as always, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. We love you guys. And we will talk to you in the next one. Peace catch out. Catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>